Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand. The Toronto Argonauts have traded quarterback Nick Fatty Arbuckle to the Edmonton Elks. Why? Let's play a little word association here. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City. Dak Prescott, Cowboys. Ben Roethlisberger, Steelers. Nick Arbuckle, uh, Calgary, Ottawa, Toronto, Edmonton. All within a year. This is, to me, this is why the CFL struggles with credibility. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Happy, happy Wednesday, everybody. I just had to turn myself up, Moose. All right. How you doing? I am good. Hey, uh, welcome, everybody, to Canada's daytime sports talk show. I'm not, I'm tweeting the links here so everybody can watch, but I'm not including Facebook, okay? Okay. How long are we going to be on Facebook for? Until you decide we're not. No, you're the boss. Until <laughs> you decide. Don't put that on me. Well, it's going to be soon. So this is actually a good idea to remind everybody to make that switch over to YouTube because Facebook will be uh, leaving the network very, very soon. Come on down to YouTube. Come on down to YouTube. We got the smoke. Um, Facebook will not last through the month of November. Okay, there Let's you go. Tell you that. How about that? At some point in November, we'll be YouTube only. But we are, of course, uh, broadcasting live on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states, and I'm hoping for more soon. Um, And we're broadcasting from the bunker in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And it's Canada. We're going to open with hockey here. Uh, Coming up in hour one, a guy that's become a pretty good friend of mine, and you're going to see why. Nick Keprios, he of 442 NHL games, Stanley Cup champion with the New York Rangers. Maybe we'll get him to tell his best Stanley Cup champion championship story from New York. Remember that one? Yeah. When he was going to get a haircut. That's right. And Mark, Mark Messier. Mark Mess calls him and goes, what are you doing, Kepper? What are you doing this afternoon? Because we're taking the Stanley Cup to the Yankees game. <clears throat> I am canceling my haircut. <laughs> and I'll see you in the Bronx. That's right. Spot. I'll cancel my haircut. <laughs> right. Uh, so Kepper's going to be with us here in hour one and talking about his latest venture in this perilous trade of broadcasting. 
Kiprios back with Sportsnet. And uh, in hour two, Zig Fricasse from Sirius XM NFL Radio in New York. Always enjoy our chats with Zygmunt. So that's on the docket today. I will get to all of your comments in a second. But first, this is the warm-up for E. Cole Electric. And I'm not using their mug. I'm using my Bronco Plumbing and Heating mug today as we uh, start our coffee session here at 10 a.m. Mountain. Can you hit the quick six show topics horn, please? Director Jordan. Thank you. I will get... I see all the Winnipeggers are fired up, eh? You see that? Oh, yeah. And the Flames fans, too. These Flames fans, just hang on to your bingo cards for a second, okay? I'm, 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 I'm coming to you. But the number one show topic here is the Chicago Blackhawks. And as Darren said before the show, this is a somewhat delicate topic. So I'm going to read to you the wire copy here. The Chicago Blackhawks mishandled allegations that an assistant coach sexually assaulted a player during the team's Stanley Cup run in 2010, according to an investigation commissioned by the franchise that has cast a shadow over the National Hockey League. Stan Bowman, Chicago's GM and president of hockey operations, resigned Tuesday in the wake of the findings by an outside law firm. And the NHL fined the team $2 million for, quote, the organization's inadequate internal procedures and insufficient and untimely response, unquote. Al McIsaac, one of the team's top executives, also is out Florida Panthers coach Joel Quenville and Winnipeg Jets general manager Kevin Sheveldayoff, uh, who were with the Blackhawks when the sexual assault allegations were first reported, were named in the damning report as well. The Panthers declined to comment, citing NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman's plans to meet with Quenville. Sheveldayoff said he shared everything he knows with Jenner and Block for its report, and Chevy issued a statement yesterday as well, which the Jets emailed to me. I think you've all seen it by now. So that's the news, if you hadn't heard. Here's my take from my morning commentary today on Cat Country 98 and Rock 98.5. The ugly, if you want to look at it that way, is the conclusion to the Chicago Blackhawks scandal involving the sexual misconduct of video coach Brad Aldrich. I bring up the perspective of the case because the lawyer for John Doe, the pseudonym for Aldrich's victim, said her client is feeling both relieved and grateful that people are being brought to justice. That's the good news because, frankly, the victim is all that matters here. But the whole situation is ugly, and it's not over. Quenville and Sheveldayoff have been called on the carpet by Gary Bettman as the commissioner wants to know what they knew and why they said otherwise. That's ugly, too, because these are two good men who were put in an awkward position by a creep like Brad Aldrich. These days, sports is all about covering butts and saving jobs, and these two guys got caught up in that. So, too, did Blackhawks GM Stan Bowman, who ultimately lost his job. His pointing his finger at his bosses wasn't enough to save his job. For me, I keep hearkening back to the sexual abuse cases in hockey in our area. And while the perpetrators were brought to justice in most cases, a lot of the bystanders got off scot-free. So the good news out of that is, in light of the Blackhawks situation, maybe we are making some progress, but we still have a long ways to go. That's my talk. Now, you've read the entire, you have it in front of you, the entire 68-page findings by this investigation. You go a little further than I do in this. Yeah. Or have further thoughts. Well, for sure. And it is quite the read. 
68 pages. It's available online. Um, it all stems, the, the, the key point in all of this, it feels like, was a meeting back on May 23rd, 2010. And that was after, you know, things had been, had been known and it had been relayed to the top executives, John McDonough, Al McIsaac, Stan Bowman, right? Kevin Dayoff, and then Joel Quenville gets brought into the meeting. And it's all about who was delivered, who knew the information, and then what happened and what was allowed to happen. You know, there was talk about distractions. I mean, they had just finished the Western Conference Finals, I believe, in that win, and we're about to play Philadelphia. Um, but what we get out of all this, and it's kind of in the conclusion, is that there was a definite mismanagement, and it goes against the conduct policy that was set out by the Blackhawks, which is to promptly handle situations like this in a timely manner. It took three weeks before anything was done, before it was brought to HR. And the, the reports all contradict each other, as you would expect a little bit, trying to recall meetings and little instances from, from, 11, years from 11 years ago. That's going to happen. But it sounds like there's at least some consistency with John McDonough, the president at the time, saying, leave it with me, guys, I'll take care of it. But it wasn't taken care of. So now the NHL and Gary Bettman has to decide... Well, where does Joel Quenville play a role in this? He's the coach. This was the video coach. You're interacting with players. You're allowing this to continue. But Joel Quenville is trying to win a Stanley Cup and coach his team to win a Stanley Cup. And you need people to take care of their jobs, right? So if you think somebody else is going to take care of it, does that allow you to go get your job and do your job and coach the team? And are you off the hook? That's where this is all going to you know, come about. And then Brad Aldrich was allowed to go on and continue to coach, right? I mean, Other went, places. He went to the University of Notre yeah. Dame, went to USA Hockey, went back to high school in Michigan. So there's a lot of details and a lot of, like, how was the situation handled that Gary Bettman's now going to get into. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, what did you say? Chevy is the a freckle on the butt of this whole thing, it as feels, far as you're concerned. feels like it. He's not really mentioned a lot. I, you know, and, and I don't want to say... That he's, he's home free here because everybody plays a role in this, right? In making sure this gets handled. Um, ultimately, reading this, I didn't get a feeling that Kevin Cheveldayoff is, is going to be in a lot of trouble here. I, I just don't get that feeling personally. So for the Winnipeg fans, I think that's going to be okay. But again, it's not my decision and I no. don't really know. And Quenville, too, has got a team to coach. You're in the middle of the Stanley Cup run which you ultimately won, and this is what it's going to be fun with uh, Kipper when he joins us to get his take on. Everybody has an opinion today, okay? And I see people writing in here saying, fire Chevy, fire Q. Well, you can have that opinion, but it's not your call. And be careful what you wish for, and, you know, if you want to be in the pitchfork and, uh, what do you call it, torch mob, uh, that's entirely up to you. But you don't understand all this, all the ramifications of this, all the sides. I don't either. But I'll say this, Shovel Dayoff and Quenville aren't the perpetrators here. In my, There are other guys that got blood on their hands. Incidentally, by the way, a couple things as I go a little off script, Moose. I missed a lot last night. I went out to uh, broadcast a junior A game at Notre Dame College last night, and it was amazing. Do you know why I do that stuff? Not just because I love the pure game of hockey. I like to go out onto the front lines and talk with the coaches and the players. There was NHL scouts there. There was uh, referee and chiefs there. I talked to them all. And my phone's just going off like a slot machine. Bing, 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 bing. The Blackhawks thing. Roger Goodell. See that he's not going to make the emails uh, public in this Washington football team investigation. See, there was another investigation going on. And my source 
What did he say? I told you on the, I told you people on the air too. Gruden's going to go down and he's the only one. He's going to be the scapegoat. That was two weeks ago I said that, and that's exactly what happened. Because what I heard was, basically the NFL said to that investigation, uh, the company that, I guess, launched it, here, we'll give you Gruden's head. Is that enough? We just give you Gruden. We want to get rid of him anyways. Yeah, that'll work. (laughs) That's what happened. And then light the emails on fire. Right. Delete. Oh, dang, I hit delete. They're gone. Anyways, I enjoyed the hockey game last night, but I missed a hell of a lot of things going on on the ice. Are we ready to talk about actual hockey? Yeah. Or do you have anything else? Well, my last thought on this whole thing is that this came out. We talked about it a little bit because it came out right after our show yesterday. And you start to read the headlines and, and, and start to get some, form some opinions as we naturally do. But then I read the 68-page document, right? Yeah. It's really easy to say anybody who had played a role in this should be gone. Anybody who was in the room and knew about it and didn't say anything should be gone. But you have to read this whole document and understand exactly what went on and how this happened. And then you have to understand that that's only part of it, too. So you can't just go by what you read on Twitter in this situation. There's a lot more to it about how everybody handled this situation and who's ultimately responsible. And it's right now, I believe, going to be up to Gary Bettman when it comes to the meetings he has with, with Chevy and with Q. Um, sure. We are just settling into it today. This is the biggest story in hockey today. Patrolman Pete's watching in Winnipeg. He says Chevy was in the room. If his bosses said they were handling it, what was he supposed to do? Yell at them? That's why I think, like you say, he's not going to be in trouble here, but some other guys uh, will be. Uh, Stan Bowman, not the only one to you know, feel the fallout of this. From Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg. What did I say? They're awake in Winnipeg, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why in a second. Jeff in Winnipeg says, uh, sad hearing what went on in Chicago, and unfortunately, I think this happens in other sports slash other jobs. I can tell you that it absolutely does. Abuses of power, misconduct all the time. So this is just the latest. And again, Quenville and Shovel Day Off were bystanders and trying to do their jobs. I don't fault them. They're not the ones in charge. And they mishandled it too, probably. But would you have done any different in their situation? Probably not. Anyways, 2.3, basically. I'm all out of order here. Brandon Tanev had two goals. And Jordan Eberle added another to give the Seattle Kraken their first home win in franchise history, beating the Montreal Canadiens 5-1 Tuesday night. Montreal last in the NHL's Eastern Conference with just two points in six games, and they've been outscored 24-11. I listened, coming home from Notre Dame last night, to the Kraken broadcast. Our boy Elliot's pretty good. Elliot Fitzhugh, he's good. Oh, yeah. And uh, who is the guy? Is it Mike Benton? Yes. Benton on the mic? Everett Silver. Yeah, longtime Everett Silvertips. we got to get him on. His longtime Everett Silvertips broadcaster. He's the pre- and post-game host, and he was broadcasting live from the, sorry to say, Coors Light Lounge after the game. They were going nuts in Seattle last night that the Kraken won. That's cool. Which they should. I've been following Mike's uh, Instagram really closely, right. and he's taking you all in the stadium. He's a great guy. He is, he is one of the best, so it's good for him that he's got that pre- and post-game host uh, job. Yeah. I think the guy that we banned is back under another account. Can we ban him again? 
I know that Dak Prescott. Get rid of this guy. He's a jerk. Nikolai Ehlers scored twice, 19 seconds apart in the third period as Winnipeg rallied over Anaheim 4-3 in the duck pond. Are they uh, chiseling out the Nikolai Ehlers statue in Winnipeg today? That's why I'm saying they're all awake. They want to talk about the game, and they should. The Jets trailed 3-2 in the third period before Ehlers tied it with 1.20 to go after a scramble following a faceoff deep in the offensive zone. He then scored the winner with 101 remaining with a shot out of the right faceoff circle. Ehlers also had a helper while Andrew Kopp had a goal and two assists. Evgeny Sveshnikov also scored. And Connor Hellebuck made 32 saves for the Jets, who have won three in a row. Watch out for the Ducks, though. Trevor Zegras and Sonny Milano had a goal and an assist. Josh Manson also scored for Anaheim. I think that was the game of the night. Mm -hmm. Forget about the Kraken and the Habs. Um, Minnesota's Matt Dumba scored his first goal of the season midway through the third period to spoil Vancouver's home opener, 3-2. Vancouver Canucks equal awful. Andrew Mangiapani had two of Calgary's four goals in the first period as the team extended its win streak to four games with a 5-3 win over New Jersey in the Swamp. Luch! Elias Lindholm and Matthew Kachuk also scored for the Flames. Calgary backup goalie Dan Vladar made 27 saves. For the Flames fans that are acting all cocky today and trying to, trying to call me out for me saying a rebuild was necessary last spring, what did I say? Talent is not the issue in Calgary. It's culture. And... Obviously, it was too much for Daryl Sutter to be parachuted in midseason and get that thing turned around. But I guess over the summer he has. But talent's not an issue. It is hard to come in midseason and turn things around. Now, granted, he did it in Los Angeles and went on to win a Stanley Cup. But he's not a magician. So kudos for the Calgary Flames. Enjoy it now, but stop rubbing it in people's faces. Oiler fans aren't doing that. No post-game trash talk. No post. Can you just stop and enjoy the ride, Flames fans? Stop rubbing it in people's faces. But that was the stat I saw last night. Four-game win streak. They didn't have a four-game win streak all of last year. Three was the most. Right. So it is good times. Credit Daryl Sutter. Yeah. Andre Palat and Ryan McDonough scored 10 seconds apart in the second period, and Tampa Bay picked up its first regulation victory of the season by beating Pittsburgh 5-1. This is the game of the night. Riley Smith scored a shorthanded goal. Robin Leonard stopped 26 pucks and injury-plagued. Vegas snapped a four-game slide with a 3-1 win over Colorado. Chandler Stevenson, an alum of God's team, also scored. And Evgeny Dadanov added an empty netter with 29.9 seconds to go to seal the win. 3-1 Golden Knights over Colorado. It was on ESPN. And Juicy Soros made 28 saves to lead Nashville over San Jose 3-1. This is the warm-up for E. Cole Electric. We, uh, we've, we're only two points in, Moose, into the warm-up here. I just want to tell you, <clears throat> pardon me, our annual fall promotion sale is on at E. Cole Electric. With special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items, E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. When we come back, we'll continue the Quick 6 World Series, CFL, NFL. That's all after this break. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome back. What? Uh, nothing. Oh. Uh, well, no, just in the last 24 hours, I've had two people, the latest just here now, saying, oh my God, Game Plus is on my Amazon Fire Stick. I'm like, uh, yeah, buddy. This one is Jamie in Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia. All right. But yesterday was Mike Thomas, the uh, former Saskatchewan Rough Rider. He's like, hey, we're, we got an Amazon Fire Stick in our office. At Football Sask, and we just found out Game Plus is on there. Your name was on there. Yeah, buddy. We're all over the place infecting people's minds. That's the idea. Uh, So let's just continue on. By the way, Nick Kiprios coming up next segment. And you guys, please tell me when I got to be out of this so we can get Kipper on. And yeah, okay. Thank you. And uh, Zig Fracassi, Sirius XM NFL radio coming up an hour or two. Uh, I haven't, I didn't even barely even look at the comments here. How are you doing over there? Do you have anything to say for yourself? I'm doing great. Um, no, John Kirby's really upset this morning. Wondering why we're not on Twitch and why we're on YouTube. I could address that really quickly. I might as well. I'm in a giving mood. We've actually had conversations with Twitch. But Twitch has very, very strict rules about playing advertisements and making money and restreaming on television, all these things would not be able to happen if we were on Twitch. You can only be on Twitch. And then 24 hours later, you can be in other places. Oh, yeah. Um, Now they've got other things where they work on that, too. But we've had conversations like that. For us, today, right now, YouTube is what's best for us. Yeah. We, uh, uh, Twitch came to me very early on when I uh, changed jobs. Maybe in the future. Uh, It's funny. Uh, (laughs) When I said Flames fans, don't rub it in people's faces. Um, clearly, that got a reaction from the Puck and Pigskin podcast, Calgary. Ha ha, Oilers fans aren't doing that. Are you on Twitter after an Oilers game? Yes, I am. But this is the next day, and you're still rubbing it in our face. Just enjoy the wins, that's all. I know you've both been through a lot of crap. I get it. I feel like it would not be very difficult to insert ourselves in the middle of the Battle of Alberta real easy. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not picking a side. You guys can snip at each other. I don't want to pick one or the other. I'm okay with being the go-between and the referee in that. How yeah. about you? Yeah. Mm-mm. I'm pretty comfortable on the fence, as you know. Yeah. In a lot I'm of not. It hurts. It hurts. Uh, the Puck and Pigskin podcast goes on to say, I've said it before, I'll say it again, that CFL Bet Regal commercial is the best CFL hype ad I have ever seen in all my years as a CFL fan. Hey, CFL, take notes. There was what I, honestly, what the best video that I ever saw for the CFL was the, you guys, was it, it's our, it's our league. Yeah. And they talked about I'd have to go back and look at it. It's been a long time since I watched it. But they, they talked about the China Clipper, Normie Kwong, and they talked about you know a lot of legendary CFL guys, a lot of different nationalities of guys that have played in the league and so forth, and the nicknames of the team. And then, after the fact, the regime changes in the CFL headquarters. They're like, but it's not, inclu- it's not inclusive. What do they want? 
Try and please everybody you please. please. Try and please everybody you please. Nobody. Yeah. John Kirby in Edmonton watching. Thanks for joining us again, John. He says, what do you guys think the CFL needs to do next season to try and get more fans to attend in person? I don't know. I don't care. That's their job, not mine. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg. This is our league. Yeah, that video was great. Come on down to YouTube and have a look at that one. This is our league. It's amazing. I love it. Jeff, the Stams fan, says the Flames are getting higher and y'all are getting burned. (laughs) What? Of course, he's here after a win. Post-game trash talk. He was here after the loss, too. How about that? Can you just enjoy the wins? Mind you, I get pretty cocky when the Dallas Cowboys win. Right? Oh, yeah. My cousin, Christine... In uh, Medicine Hats watching, she says, anyone else watching the Rivalry series? What is it? Am I missing something? Yeah, I don't. No. No. But like I say, I was out in Notre Dame last night, and I enjoyed every single second of my time in Notre Dame College last night. You said that. You were watching the social media. What Mm -hmm. made it look so fun to you? I was just having a good time. But that's... That's where hockey is. Hockey is born in Saskatchewan. It's the Mecca. It's the Mecca. That's um, why. It's the okay. Mecca. And it's just, when you get at that level, we know. I mean, it's less corporate, right? It's le- it's, those guys really put in the work. Everybody does. But, I mean, that's, that's hockey at its roots. It's all about the hockey. That's why I enjoy it. Cold barns, you know, kids who just want to play, looking for an opportunity, riding oh, okay. the bus. They're not on planes. People love this, uh, these stories so much. It's amazing. Here's the thing. Down in South Florida, I got a friend by the name of Brian Dodge. He's the mayor of Dodge City. And we were sitting around one day by, 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 the, by the pool, and he goes, I wish we had as much hockey down here as you guys have up there. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you got Major Junior, Junior A, Junior B, Junior C, Triple A Midget, Double A Midget, Single A Midget, blah, 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 all this. I'm like, university, men's, women's. I'm like, dang. Yeah, we do. It's all I never thought about it. So sometimes it was leaving for a while to appreciate what we do have because you just kind of take that stuff for granted, right? Yeah. And they have it for football down there. And I think that's pretty cool. But situated here on the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, it is, it's really cool to be here if you're a hockey person. And one, well, can I tell you a funny story that yeah. I did not tell you? Okay. Uh, I went there to the dunk which is the rink in Notre Dame, fully expecting to get a rink burger because they're pretty darn good there, right? Yeah. In Wilcox, Saskatchewan. They didn't have any hamburgers on. They had hot dogs on, though. Okay. So at the start of the night, there was an older lady teaching a younger lady the till and how to stick the thermometer in the hot dogs and run the show. Yeah. She seemed very nervous. The young girl seemed very nervous. And I can, it's intimidating. I've been there. Right. We've all been there. We've all worked in the concession at the, at the rink. So I had my usual Diet Coke, hot dog, street meat. And then I came back after the second period, and I had a Diet Coke and Reese's peanut butter cups. And, and who was running the till? But the young girl. And I said, how's your first day going? And she goes, better than expected. Wow. And the older lady, let's call her Flo, she was standing off to the side. She's like, well, it's not rocket science. 
That's why I go. It's not for the hockey. She's excited. That's stories. It's her first day. Right. She's like, oh, I'm getting it. I'm well, it's <laughs> not rocket science. Can you just, just see it? Can you just see it? Suck the wind right out of the sails, eh? She's excited. It's her first day. She's got a job. She's working the till, taking money, uh, customers. Um, yeah. Anybody can do it. Uh, 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 okay. It's time to get serious again. Where are we? Uh, Jeff the Stamps fan says Reese's peanut butter cups are his poison. Do you mean like your kryptonite? Because they're mine too. Um, Damien DeMesa watching on YouTube says, as an American fan of the Calgary Stampeders and the CFL, I don't want it to change to adapt to America, but I would love to see them play XFL, USFL, kind of like Major League Baseball when Canada plays under CFL rules. He's saying depending on the park you're in, you play the rules of where you're in. Um... Let's wait until the offseason to talk about the future of the CFL. Mm-hmm. How about that? The, How poll about question, that? the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, speak of the devil, is which is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League this year? And here are your options. Friday night doubleheader, Calgary at Ottawa, Hamilton at Edmonton, Saturday doubleheader, BC at Toronto, Sask at Montreal, and shocking Saskat Montreal is leading a rematch of the 2009 and 2010 Grey Cups. Spicy! Without um, Winnipeg in the poll. Right. Becomes a pretty easy choice, I think, for our viewers. Uh, Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, Hey, Rod and Dupes, will the SJHL and MJHL, are they going to play for the Anavet Cup this year? Yes, they will. They did away with that silly little regional, what did they call that thing? Little tournament? Yeah. And the Ennevet Cup is back between the winners of Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Uh, Nugsy wants to know, how was the dog? The hot dog was 7 out of 10. Maybe 6.5. The bun was split when I got it. Yes. That's, yeah, that's instantly. That's a foul. You lose two and a half points. That's a foul. Um, and then I spilled ketchup everywhere. By the way, the, the older lady in the concession, we started to have a rapport as the evening went along. Because as I, the, the lady that said, it's not rocket science. I came back later in the third period and I said, I spilled ketchup all over these brand new pants. Can I get a hot, soapy rag? No problem. She went to, went to the back of the concession, shh, did it all, gave it to me. Fixed it all up, and she goes, did I do the trick? I said, better than it was before. Thank you. How so about I feel, that? I feel like I want to go back there soon. Yeah. People. That makes a difference. People. People. You know, there's a Tiger King 2 coming out. Uh, I've that? heard. I don't know if I'm going to. What? We talked about this. You, we, somebody mentioned it, and you're like, what's it going to, like, it's going to just be him in jail? Is he going to be like. You got to tune in to find out. I guess. And you know what? I'll probably tune in. Well, of course you get it. What else you got to do? Although we were uh, talking about that too. Last night, I was coaching hockey with my little cousin. And uh, Yellowstone's like 10 days away. Yeah, he said less than two weeks. Yeah. Clark, I missed. You said something. Am I to break? Okay. Randolph Zora in Ontario says she probably wanted your autograph, Rod. That's why she was nervous. Nah, 
I'm pretty sure she doesn't know who I am, but maybe. I mean, I was raised nine miles away from there, but I always, you've been with me enough. I always roll with the assumption that nobody knows who I am. Right. Which is probably, over the years, not necessarily a good thing. I should probably assume that everybody knows who I am. Do you know what I mean? I probably should have just assumed that, but I don't. I'm the opposite. So... Jennifer at the Four Seasons is watching. She says, I miss those Wiener Wednesdays at Pat's games. It's two for one hot dogs all night. How many do you think you could put down? It's not as many as, as you think. No, like four would be a lot. I did five and a half. Yeah. And I was in the bathroom. Spicy. <laughs> Depends on the bun. If it's a nice soft bun. Can I'm... we get Joey Chestnut on the air? Is he on Twitter? Oh, how about that? We got to get him on and find out what his secret is to scarfing hot dogs. Yeah. Joey Chestnut. <laughs> From Patrolman Pete. How many times did you go to the concession to build such a rapport, Rod? I want to say four. The arena wasn't exactly packed. Okay. Um, let's break and we'll get back on track with... Uh, Nick Kiprios, we'll talk about this Chicago, <laughs> this Chicago uh, Blackhawks thing. I'm not laughing. It, Tank Abbott's watching in the Energy City and says, uh, you're just the football guy. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Well, great. that's what the football people think. But no, the hockey's in my DNA. It's like breathing to me. Kipper joins us next. We got viewer takeover coming up. It's a real fun hump day here on episode 600, by the way. Do we have anything fun playing? Hey. hey, hey. Well, I've got some time in the commercial break because I just learned it was episode 600. <laughs> Free G2G bars after the show for everybody. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. It is the 600th episode of the RP Show here on the Game Plus Television Network. Pleased to welcome in Sportsnet's Nick Kipiros. He of 442 NHL games, best-selling author of Undrafted, which I loved Thank you very much. Kipper, I appreciate you joining us on somewhat short notice. We're going to talk uh, today about the Chicago Blackhawks situation. It's been about 24 hours since it really hit the fan news-wise. Um, what's the ripples in your world? What are you hearing out of that report? Well, it's just really still the start of it, to be quite honest yeah. with you. And there there will be um, a, a ripple effect. And, and again, peeling uh, the onion and, and getting down to the core here and who still knew what, and that's an investigation that's ongoing now with the National Hockey League. It's our understanding that uh, Joel Quenville will meet with uh, Gary Bettman in, in New York as early as tomorrow, and we'll see what uh, comes uh, from that. But, uh, yeah, there, there's, uh, there's a ripple effect that's going to land on the doorstep of the Florida Panthers and maybe to a certain degree the Winnipeg Jets as well with uh, Kevin Cheveldayoff. 
Yeah, I've given my thoughts on that. I mean, those guys, two good men, in my opinion, that got caught up in a situation that isn't their fault. They're not the perpetrator here. That's my thoughts on that. People will think this is a callous question, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. The Blackhawks are 0-5-1. Do you think that has anything to do with this ongoing investigation? How can it not, Rod? Like, when, when, you, when you just look at what's been going on in that organization the last, what, six months, 12 months... Uh, I, I, I got to believe that absolutely it, it, it all has a weight of uh, intertwining. And uh, they were uh, they were an organization that was kind of unraveling a little bit uh, last year. And I, I think what we're seeing is just uh, uh, now the true the true look of the Chicago Blackhawks on, on where they are as an organization. And that's the bottom of the barrel. I don't know. We've been around this game a long time. I don't know where you stand on this, Kipper. I got notifications going off today. ESPN now saying, Mike Greenberg saying, this taints the Blackhawks Stanley Cup championship in 2010. Where do you fall on that argument? Well, I, I, I'm not quite there. At, at the end of the day, the, the, there's a certain amount of people that uh, uh, have, have led that charge. But that had really nothing to do with the on-ice product. And again, I'm not speaking on terms of who knew what, because I'm not privileged to that. And we didn't get that in the report in terms of where Kane and Taves and Keith and Seabrook and all the rest of them stood on all of that. But I, they, they won the Stanley Cup uh, and and uh, they did what they needed to do on the ice. I'm not sure about the tainted part in terms of the guys that, uh, that uh, worked their asses off to win that thing. I... I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not either. I couldn't agree more. And and be honest, I got some really good friends that were on that team, and this didn't even come to light within the club until just before the Stanley Cup final. I don't think they should be tied in with each other at all. Hey, on to a brighter topic. I appreciate you addressing that. You're back on Sportsnet, and (laughs) yeah. How'd this all come about? Well, it... I was at the end of my contract when uh, when I shut it down for about a year and a half, two years, and it seemed like a, a pretty good time for me to catch my breath. Of course, then the pandemic comes and uh, the world kind of changed on us. Then uh, this summer, they, I, I, I got a call. I got into a conversation on, would you would you be willing to to come back and and uh, and be a part of our Rogers family again? And I'm like, well, I mean happy to listen and you know the one thing that has really been consistent with me Rod the last uh you know uh my career in hockey and my career in broadcasting is you know a new challenge and this was a new challenge because it was on the digital side uh constructing a show that would go uh, podcast live streaming uh and of course uh still on air on the fan 590 here in Toronto. So it was a, it was a new challenge, a good challenge. They put me with Justin Bourne who uh, of course represents a younger demographic uh, with the analytics and all of that. And I'm not really quite there yet to, to, to make believe that it's the be all end all. And and neither is Justin to be fair to him, but it, it takes me into a new world and uh, I'm happy for the challenge, and uh, I'm glad that uh, I've got a daily show now. So uh, it's called Real Kipper and Born. You can download it on any of your platforms, and please uh, give us a listen. Yeah, Borny, uh, 
Good friend of mine, his father, Bob, of course, four-time Stanley Cup champion with the Islanders sure. in the pride of, of Nether Hill, Saskatchewan. Kipper, and, last question. Tough as nails, Rod. Tough as nails. Mm. I don't know if I'd go that No. Way. Justin or okay. Bob? Okay. Justin or Bob? Bob. Oh, Bob. Yeah. Uh, no. No. I heard he had a good left. <laughs> Maybe. All I ever saw was his right. So, um, <laughs> What is the biggest story in the NHL this season, Kipper, in the time they have, we got about two and a half minutes here. What's the biggest story? Well, I think, you know, we just discussed Chicago. Uh, no question they sit at the top of the mountain right now, but right underneath them, and coincidentally, they play each other tonight. I, I think it's the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and what's going on here and and whether or not you want to read into uh, two and four and one doesn't look horrible, but when you when you have watched them and you've, been kind of programmed to believe that they are a contending Stanley Cup team. You haven't seen that in the first seven games. And now people are questioning uh, where they are uh, in their program and where Brendan Shanahan is after seven seasons of not getting out in the first round. People are starting to really ask the question, uh, how bad are they? And Mm. for a team that's supposed to still be in uh, the wheelhouse of trying to win a Stanley Cup, I think it's a big story uh, that uh, they have not shown that to start the season. Yeah, but Kipper, you said program to believe. You're yeah. mixing the Kool-Aid out there. Who's programming? You're smart enough to see with your own eyes. Who, who, who's perpetuating this story that they're a Stanley Cup contender, do you think? You want to start with Vegas and, and the betting lines over the last few years and where they had Toronto to win the Stanley Cup? Let's start there. Because that's the perception is when you spend $40 million on four top scores that you should contend for the Stanley Cup. So uh, you just just go read the, the, the reviews the last few years on where this team is. And, and it would point to a team that should contend. And, you know, I've, I've, I've looked at them. I, I've always been a believer that you cannot put $40 million in four forwards and expect to have a well-balanced lineup. And uh, that, that that holds true up until uh, Game Seven. We'll see where they are, where they go from here. But right now, it's uh, it's anything but a contending team. Fun to watch. From uh, everybody loves uh, slowing down to see the accident on the freeway, right? Um, <laughs> on the four hundred one here in Toronto. <laughs> exactly, Kepper. Appreciate the time as always. Congrats on the new gig. We'll be uh, listening and watching and enjoy the games, my friend. I uh, appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Sportsnet's Nick Kiprios joining us from Toronto. We'll be back with viewer takeover right after this. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. No moose in this segment, just me. Just you and me. And uh, get your comments in on whatever you want to talk about. I said viewer takeovers at hand. Uh, The Prairie Mobile text line is open, too, and I see that we have a few. Sheesh. I got a text here from Switzerland. Ryan Kowalik texting from Switzerland. How about that? Watching How about that? while ma- watching while making supper, enjoying my evening sports news. 
Well, uh, Ryan, thanks for watching all the way over in Switzerland. Well, did you hear what happened in the World Series? Jorge Soler became the first player in World Series history to begin a World Series with a home run, and the Braves beat the Houston Astros 6-2 Tuesday night, boosted by a strong bullpen effort, a two-run homer by Adam Duvall, and a late sack fly from Freddie Freeman. The Braves coasted in their first series appearance since 1999. Game two goes tonight in Houston, and of course, Charlie Morton done for a series uh, for the series. Was it broken fibula or tibia, Clark? Don't matter. Broken leg. At least his. Say what? Charlie Morton. That's fine. We'll just say a broken leg. At least they survived and won. Did last night's baseball game, was it really long? Because when I rolled into Notre Dame College, the game was just starting and went, yeah. And when I rolled out and contemplated going down either Four Mile Road or back down 39 around Kareen, the ball game was still on. I'm like, we sandwiched a hockey game in the middle of this World Series game one. Looks like I missed a lot. There are five games around the NHL tonight and two feature Canadian teams. Up first, the struggling Toronto Maple Leafs are in Chicago. We should talk about that a little bit more coming back in hour two for Cora Green. How about Chicago having to play at home tonight after all of this mess? And I think we're starting to see, or at least I think, why Jeremy Colleton hasn't been fired yet, despite a 0-5-1 start, their head coach. Because they got bigger fish to fry, right? Who's going to fire him? Stan Bowman quit yesterday. Uh, later on tonight, Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers welcome the Philadelphia Flyers. Rematch of the 1987 Stanley Cup Final. And the return of Kata Hot to his hometown. He blew up the last time they were in there, Philly. So this will be worth watching tonight on Sportsnet. OG Ananobi and the Toronto Raptors host the Indiana Pacers tonight at Scotiabank Arena. Ananobi leads the Raptors with 17.5 points per game this season. Toronto is 1-3 so far this season with all three losses coming at home. Clark just told me in my year that we have like 90 seconds left. You know what we need to get sponsored? Last minute of our one. The last minute. Every hockey team sponsors it. Can we get on that, you guys? Last minute of hour one. Last minute. Corinne Brown of Kamloops, B.C. scored four in the sixth inning and three in the ninth to beat Justin Murphy of Mississauga 11-5 Tuesday night in the sixth draw of Canada's Olympic curling pre-trials. Brown improved to 3-0 with a win and sits atop Pool A of the women's tournament. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or business Christmas party now for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store, where you'll never have to ask to get the CFL game put on. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Well, when we come back in hour two for Core Grain, it'll be a lot of what you want to talk about. Tonight's NHL games, whatever's popping in the CFL, that's our poll question today. What is Canada's game of the week? Let's light up the text line. It's the busiest time of year in sports. Let's talk about it. Coming back at number two on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.